Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Sky's the limit, baby. Boxingvoice.com. We don't, we don't fight. We don't fight for rings and stuff like that. I don't fear anyone. In this sport, no se viene a jugar y no le tengo miedo a nadie. You don't come to play in this sport. I don't fear no one in this sport. Don't stop. 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 Canelo wants to unify all the titles. When did you realize, Andy, that you could take his power? Because of the Mexican warrior that I am, I got that Mexican blood in me, so talking about the Mexican style, I just proved it. BoxingBoys.com Ain't no other sight in the game to see the Boxing Boys. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Boxing Voice Radio Spontaneous Special Edition episode because we are having Jessica McCaskill, the new unified, undisputed, and two-division champ, 140 and 147. I had said 135 the other day. That was an accident. It's definitely not 135. It is uh, 140 and 147, so... Yeah, man, um, we're going to have her live on the show, and I got my co-hosts, uh, Mario Monguilla, Corpus Christi, Texas, and Alexander Lyonez right here in New Jersey. We ready to talk some women's boxing, some history in the making, fellas. What it do? Well, you know, what champion, it's, uh, like you said, it's a new champ out there, undisputed, two division, a lot to say, right? And... Um, you know, I'm going to go on record saying that I picked, you know, I picked against her. And um, I really thought that Cecilia Brakis's, um experience and, and, and boxing prowess uh, was going to be able to, uh, you know, keep keep uh, uh, McCaskill at bay. But it just proved me wrong. I thought that McCaskill's, um, you know, forward pressure style, her style in particular, was only good for like, you know, in, a, in fights where the other girls, you know, kind of joined her in that type of fight but it proved that the type of pressure she brings can um really make the best of them crumble man so you know kudos to her it was uh sometimes that she did like real unorthodox shots that you know it was just even though the work might have seemed a little <laughs> what was the word you use octopus ness <laughs> 
it was it was very effective and it had Breaker's face looking really swole at the end of the fight. And I'm not saying she looked super bad, but she she was catching them, man. She was catching them. So congratulations to uh McCaskill for sure. Listen, man, through through seven rounds, she threw three hundred and fifty-seven punches. That's uh one of the um that's one of the numbers that stuck out to me Say while what? watching the fight. Um, she she outworked her, you know. She outworked her, and 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 it was one of those things, you know. I picked against her as well, you know, and I have no problem telling her that she did her thing. Uh, at no point did I think that her winning would be like a major upset, you know. I I thought that uh, she was game for this fight. I even gave uh some, you know, guys. Ways it looks that like she could, we're oh, live we with the champ. <laughs> The champ. Champ, yeah. how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Man, you look so happy, man. Congratulations. You Thank you for taking out the time to come on the show. Tell us, what's got you smiling? Is it the win or did we just miss a great joke? Man, it's like I came, I came I'm in the hallway, like I'm in the stairwell because we got clients in the gym. And we, we were just here talking, mm-hmm. you and I. And we were talking about everything that I was going to do. And now I'm back in the same spot and I've done it. I've everything has come to fruition. So it's just kind of like, wow, you know, sometimes things kind of hit you in those different moments. Wait, 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 wait. you're back in the gym already. <laughs> yeah, I'm back in the gym. I, I'm still working from the gym. So I'm back at work. I clocked in about five o'clock this morning. Um, just going through emails, looked at some stuff last night, and then the girls, they had strength and conditioning this morning at 4.45, so I met them at the gym. We just kind of chilled and chatted. I'm planning to get, like, a casual walk-in later, just, you know, stretch and things like that, but I'm here because I support them, and they support me, and, you know, sometimes it's not all about you, and, um, you know, like, like if we're fighters, right, and I have a fight, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go chill, but you got a fight coming up. And I'm not there to help you spar. Like, that's whack, right? Everybody helps everybody, right? So that's yeah. kind of how we live. It's a great but, mentality. But wait, great but mentality. Like, but you only took Sunday off? Sunday was all travel. So um, so not really off. <laughs> <laughs> Rick is Rick is in the, in the stairwell. Where's he at? <laughs> Rick just got here. Wow, so no days off, literally. I've never, like, I I, I mean, the biggest win of your career, you you forced yourself into this ASAP position and you don't even take 48 hours, not one little vacation, nothing? No, I mean, uh, we got work to do. I mean, Katie's fighting this weekend and, like, that's the next big thing. And so she, she wins, then it's like, okay, major game plan. And figure out what we got to do. So, you know, we, we all just kind of stay together and we're always, you know, picking each other's brain and talking and conversing. So, um, you know, it's not all about like, oh, I'm going to go like bench press 150 pounds right now. It's 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 everything's key. Yeah, Summer, Summer Lynn, she's um, 147 as well. And, you know, she's 2-0. and And so it's like, okay, now we got to work on her career. We try to get her some fights, get her signed. You know, so it's, it's it's always business going. Wow. Wow. You definitely, um, look, 
Congratulations, <laughs> first and foremost. I, I, I'm so happy for you. I got to pat myself on the back. These bozos over here didn't pick you. I did. I did. Me and my other co-host from uh, from the UK. We the actually UK. we picked you on air. We picked you on the on our fantasy league. We knew nice. you would do it. These yeah, guys. I was, just not, I, I was just mentioning to the guys, uh, Jessica, that you know your your style. You proved me wrong. You know, I picked against you. I thought that the boxing purist was going to be able to handle uh, the pressure you were bringing and. A lot of people thought that that the pressure you you were bringing wouldn't work out, you know, with uh, somebody that had that much experience, and um, it proved me wrong, man. Your your effectiveness and and the way you cut off the distance with your pressure was impressive against Cecilia Barakas, somebody that I consider, you know, a very good boxer in in, in the women's boxing and boxing period. And um, you just uh, were able to just stay in there, head to the chest, and just chopping, 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 and you never got tired. You never got tired. A lot of people thought you were not going to be able to keep that up, and it was just nonstop. So your conditioning was phenomenal. I mean, your traps in that fight were like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Me, yo, kept saying, look I at could, her back. I was like, look, look at her, her back. back. Oh, my God. She's really in shape. What one more one more sideways? Unless you, you must have landscape. Oh, you got you got orientation like, lock. Yeah, yeah. Not, rotation. Yeah, lock. you got yeah, rotation it's lock. It's all right. Good but yeah, yeah, there we go. Nice, nice. So, we got you know, uh, you know, just uh, real quick though. What I, you either have? Listen, you did have excellent conditioning, but I feel like everybody was shocked with how hot it was there. Was that? An issue because it seemed like even is uh, Madrimov was having like everybody was dripping with sweat, you know, after the first second round. Well, we got there a little bit later in the evening, and they oh, said okay. there was maybe a ten degree cut, which means it was like eighty six. I don't know what the feels like, you know, was, but we had a decent breeze. I mean, you know, we're in Chicago and there's de decent heat here. I'll cut my lawn, you know, in ninety degree weather. I don't mind. I like the heat. I'm half Latina, so you know, bring it on. I, I didn't think that was going to be a problem at all. And I didn't feel like it was, you know, you, you get ice when you go to the corner, they give you water when you go to the corner, like they treat y'all nice over there. I mean, you know, he yells at me, but you know, it's like you know, two minutes and you get a little break, two minutes, you get a little break. And that's a good, it's a good formula for me. So Rick, uh, we got some questions for you specifically from our Patreons. We'll get to those later for the both of you guys separately. But I did want to ask, as the trainer, uh, do you... Because I, I had brought this up yesterday, and I said I didn't know if it was disrespect, and I meant none with it. But I feel like Jessica is the female version of Omar Figueroa because of the way those punches come at her opponent from different angles. Her head will be down, but her left hand will still be punching you in the face somehow. And then, you know, you get hit with that one, and there goes another right. Sometimes... You're not even looking at the person and you're hitting them. And that's exactly how Omar was. It was just a constant barrage of barrage. punches. Uh, except that you're way more accomplished, obviously. You've two division and now undisputed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you know, I kind of saw Jessica as like a Marcos Maidana type. You know, I don't really know much about Figueroa. No, no disrespect to him, but, you know, she's kind of like the Marcos Maidana style that that came in against me, whether that rough, rugged, make it ugly, but can still punch kind of kind of fighter. So 
her condition is insane. There's no, I don't know of any females doing the things that we're doing. She's training with pro trained. It's the best in Chicago. They train NBA players and football players. So, you know, Katie Taylor's got uh, an older coach. I mean, he's like my age, but his style is old school. Uh, Nacho, uh, Nacho trees older and uh, Abel Sanchez. Abel Sanchez, he's old. Like, he's, you know, with all due respect to him, his style is old. You know, he's kind of the, hey, do 10 rounds in the heavy bag. Just she doesn't do four rounds a day on the heavy bag. I don't even have a speed bag in my gym. You should see the way I train is completely different. I threw a speed bag out. Like, if an 80 year old man can come in my gym and hit the speed bag, throw it out. It's no good for a fighter. That's what I think. It's a waste of time. That's just mm. the way I feel. So, so what are you doing? If you're not doing four rounds on the heavy bag, what do you have her doing? Because her output is insane. Here's what I do. Honest to God, I don't even want to give a secret away because everybody's going to be doing it. But I'll tell you <laughs> what, she does four rounds on the heavy bag. It'll be two non It'll be four rounds nonstop, nonstop, three minutes of nonstop. Take her off the bag and we do six to four rounds of mitts. So she's getting strong and she's doing the cardio on the cardio. Thing. And on top of that, you know, the, the strength conditioning, she's at four times a day. She's doing workouts, small workouts. Four times a week. Four times a week, sorry. <laughs> four times a week. But sometimes she's doing two or three days of workouts. But then I make the workouts smaller and faster. Everyone else is in the gym three hours. It's insane to me. Yeah, My girls are in the body. Five minutes to an hour a day. I'm sorry, uh, two or three times a day. I just break it up. They're not, I mean, think about it. A girl fights 20 minutes. There's no reason for her to be in the gym for three hours. It's ridiculous, you know? That's how I do it. Just short and faster. I, I, I that makes the sense. same way. That makes sense. Um, Jessica, let me let me ask you, because a lot was made uh, on this show, at least of of the rounds boxed, you know, yours versus hers. But then coming into the fight and watching it, it didn't that it like those tactics, those 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 veteran moves, they weren't there. In fact. You utilized a lot of veteran moves and tactics. Uh, was that surprising to you? Did you think that that was the way it was going to play out? Well, the first minute, the first minute was really meant to feel her out. I mean, you don't have a lot of time as it is. And once I realized, like, oh, she's coming forward, like she's just giving it to me. That's when it was like, okay, we're turning it on, and we never shut it off. This is probably the fastest I've ever started in my fights. You know, sometimes it takes me a little while to warm up to to where I want to be at as far as like how fast my punches are throwing and um, how many punches I am throwing and I'm saying from like the first the last part of the first round I was on and we just kept going and then he was really pushing me around like the seventh eighth round on and just like hey you got six minutes for me do you have four minutes for me let's go and I felt like I really had to just keep doing more and more and more to make sure that it was very clear that I want to fight. So, so and Jessica, uh, you know, you just accomplished something uh, great and uh, magnificent, but obviously the boxing fan always wants more and wants to push their favorite fighters uh -huh. to the limit. And being as though women's boxing isn't that uh, depth, the depth isn't really there. You, you know, you already said you're, you're, you're going to be paying attention to uh, Katie and she's fighting soon. So I'm wondering, do you look at Michaela Mayer? Is that a weight that you can make? Because you haven't been down to 30 and 32 in so long. And is that just someone you wait to get to you when she finally gets a world title? And I'm just saying her name, not because I think she's the style that beats you, just because she's a name. 
she she's Whoa. someone who yeah i gotta answer this <laughs> first, first of all to me she isn't a name yet she hasn't done anything yet that's one second of all she's little if she wants to she's calling out jessica's name she gotta come to us by the time when she gets to us wherever we are we're gone she'll be gone whether she's retired or on the bigger names bigger better things she's gotta win you understand we're fighting undisputed people you know, I'm, we want Katie. We want, if Cecilia wants to rematch, we'll do it. We want massive fights. Michaela Mayer's got to get to work and stop talking on Twitter. She got to do something. Because right now she ain't in it. She ain't done nothing. There's bigger, there's people who are more accomplished than her. But again, because women's boxing isn't that deep, she's she's already in a mandatory position. So it, we could be talking six, eight, 12 mm-hmm. months from now. She is a champ. Do you ever see a time that it makes sense, or do you think that, you know, uh, like you said, uh, McCaskill will just be retiring or in a higher it, division? It, it all depends. Listen, if, if we fight Cecilia in a rematch, obviously Katie's the goal. If we fight Katie and beat her up, why would we go back? As far as I'm concerned, after we beat Katie Taylor, you know, uh, if we fight Katie next, let's say, we beat Katie Taylor, why would I go sniffing around, waiting around for mayor? We're doing her a favor. I'm not looking to do favors. No one did us favors. We went the long route. So she's going to have to find us when she's ready, when she builds a name. Because right now, she isn't really a name to me. So she's, she's got no, if Jessica fought her next, that's no money. There's no money in that. You don't think top go, rank? You don't think top chase, rank will put the money up for something like nah, that? Top rank, to me, top rank is like Reebok. They're a little out of style. They gotta pick it up. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I let like him, Rick, bro. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> Mike, Mike, listen, I'm just brutally honest. Eddie Hearn is Nike right now. Top rank is like Reebok. Yeah, I ain't fucking with Reebok. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I want to stay at the highest names, the highest level. Well, if Kayla Mayer's doing some shit. She can come around, but until then, she gotta stay put. All right, highest names, highest <laughs> level. Highest thing. She was calling out Terry Harper. And then she calls out Jess. It's like, man, gets mentally stable. And then he'll hit me up. That's not even, doesn't make sense. You're just fishing. Hit me up when you're mentally stable and work. Damn, so. Rick going in. So listen, uh, you Sorry. said highest name, highest level. We know that Clarissa Shields wanted that Cecilia Barakas fight. You guys took that. Now, obviously, she did not want to do it at 147. We know she can't make that. Is that a bigger fight in your eyes than the Katie Taylor fight? And is there a catch weight where Jessica could meet? Uh, oh my God, Clarissa. Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields in some sort of a forty-seven fifty-four catch weight. All right. Again, I'm not interested in favors because no one helped me. If I make that fight at one forty-nine, I'm helping Clarissa. Clarissa. I would do 145 for Clarissa. I'm trying to train her out and do as much as I can. You see what I'm saying? There's a catch weight on our end. There's no catch weight. I'm not helping her out. We we did the late work. She just got signed and she didn't have to do anything. She had to fight a bunch of girls. The girls she fought, in my opinion, were not like the, the hardest fights. And maybe because she's skilled. Whoa, whoa, so. whoa. Wait a minute, Rick. Come on. Uh, Christina her, Hammer? But listen. Jessica could beat Christina Hammer. Listen. Christina but what about... Hammer? What about Franchon Cruz? She's already unified, and that was her first fight. No doubt, but she should have taken that. If, listen, if she had management at the time, she should have taken it at her first fight. I love Franchon Cruz, but she took that fight too early, and Cecilia should give her a rematch now. 
She did she did Clarissa a favor by taking that fight first. That's a favor. I'm not interested in favors. You see what I'm saying? So that's much respect to friend Sean, but I don't think that listen, we're at 147. She's got a Clarissa gotta come to us if she wants to come. I think she can make 47. Like but, she said, if the money But right, but can, but to be clear, you're saying we're at 47, she's gotta come to us, but I'm also putting an A-side catch weight because I wanna protect or not protect, but give uh, give uh, Jessica the best opportunity at winning. Absolutely. I wouldn't, you know, the same reason, like, if I had a bigger fighter, let's say I had someone, a monster at 160 who was trying to come down, she'd try to make it 152, 150. I mean, this is like the politics and this is the A-side, you know, uh, advantage you get. No one gave us. There was always kind of, I threw the catch weight, like, the same thing. Think about this. Cecilia screwed up. She gave us the 145 catch weight. She fucked up. I, that fight wasn't appealing to me at 147. I said, Eddie, if you can make that fight at 144, 145, we do it. And they sincerely agreed. Now we got it all about. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It goes both ways. So now, anybody can make an offer at any time, and if the deal's right at any time. Like a Clarissa fight doesn't make sense to me today, but it might in a week. Because if <laughs> Delphine, <laughs> listen, because Delphine, if Delphine beats Katie, there's no money in fighting Delphine. Yeah, the landscape changes. Yeah, absolutely. So wow. Clarissa might become appealing to me in a week. But right now, I'm sticking with Katie. I know Katie. I know everything about her. I know, you know, everything. Her trainer, everything. It makes sense to stay on this side of the street. But if she loses, I'll be sniffing around. Let's see what I can do. See what I'm saying? Everything is everything is different every day. Really? I'm, I'm just I'm not I'm not a boxing coach per se. I like to do business, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I see the landscape. Well, you so are. It sounds like you. Cecilia is that next move for a rematch. That sounds like nah. from what yeah. I'm getting from you is where you're headed her, her with that. Her post fight sounds no, no, no. like her post listen, fight sounds like listen. she doesn't want the rematch. No, I don't nobody because that's a boring fight. But listen, I'll, let's, I'll forget Jessica. I'll be Cecilia's manager for a minute. For Cecilia to fight us next is suicide. Let me tell you why. If we beat her, she's done. Who the fuck? She, what's she gonna do? Yeah. Now listen. If the Katie wins, we fight Katie. When she can fight, she would chase the winner. If Jessica beats Katie, then she can apply the fucking rematch clause, which would be appealing now. Because we have the belts, we would give her back the opportunity, and Cecilia could win. Maybe not. If her career ends, it'll be at the highest level. See what I'm saying? If if we lose to Katie, she can chase Katie. If she, Katie doesn't want to get that fight, she can exercise her rematch clause. She buys herself two fights. If we beat her in a rematch right now, she's done. Who's gonna like? She's not incredible. Like at that level, I'm saying. But nah, if she, but around. if she goes somewhere else and y'all end up getting the Katie, then that match is always there, right? So it's like that rematch is always I, makes money. I owe I owe Cecilia the opportunity back. You know what I'm saying? As a as as a man, as as in our contract, but I think the right thing to do for Jessica is to give the opportunity back. I don't think she's a puncher to like hurt us. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like we should fight her again. I think we fight her again. Just like Jessica knocks her out. But based I don't on think she. It's deep waters. It's a tough fight with Jessica. I don't think she wants that. I don't think, like, what I saw with my own eyes, she didn't look comfortable in there. That's I, how I, I just want to ask, based off her post-fight and body language, post the fight, do you feel she, because she didn't seem to express rematches. Listen, listen when I tell you. She'll be back. She what? I think, I think she'll be back. Oh. I think she played the class act because it was a smart play to do. Because everybody talks about how classy she was. Nobody yes. talks about the movie anymore. 
Yeah, that's she, true. And let's back it up. Let's back it up. I did the, we did the same thing against Anaïs Sanchez. We complimented her. We said we didn't agree with the judges. And everybody talked about how classy Jessica was. And they didn't even talk about the possibility that that could have been a draw, too. See how you make things go away? That's that's exactly what happened there, too. And that's, that's the 100% the truth. Mm, so... Yeah, I, I I hear you. I definitely hear you. Um, Jessica, real quick, at, at any point in the fight, and, and I'm asking you honestly because I didn't see one, at any point in the fight, uh, did you feel like she hit you with something that, you know, oh, maybe I need to, you know, exercise caution or, or shift the game plan at all? No, she, she didn't have very much power. Um, right? Yeah, I feel which is bad because it's like when you when you know you can eat those punches, sometimes your defense lacks a little more and you start worrying more about offense. But no, I would I would fight her again tomorrow because her power was was not there. But you know, um, I just I just I wish I can I could focus more on being smart when I know that that's the case. It just the animal comes out of me and you know you just you start to brawl a little bit. How often do you practice that move in 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 training? Where um, and I don't remember. Maybe Doomy's gonna be able to help me with the technical term, but it's it's where you're jabbing right, and then you go to throw that straight, and you switch the stance into the jab. Then then you start using your power yeah. hand forward. Yeah, what yeah, is that yeah. Called? It was it was one of the. Say it again. When you turn left, you're saying. Stop yeah, yeah, that was one of those stances. But then you start using your your power hand as the lead hand. I mean, she had no answer for that. No answer. It was one yeah. of the one of the times too when I saw you cut the distance. And uh, what it I, what I think Mary was trying to say, Rick, is the uh, when you you you're in orthodox position, right? Chocolatito used to do this a lot when he yes. throws his right hand. Yep. He would step forward with his back foot so that he would be in the southpaw stance. But it was kind of like a deceiving way to cut the distance. And I yes. saw Jessica do that, and I was really impressed. And then with the power <laughs> hand lead yeah. forward, so and she's waiting for jabs, like, oh, it's a jab. But then it's like, pop, ooh, and it then was the deceptive. uppercut. It she was, was like, oh, I'm on the inside, and I have her off balance, or I have her in the wrong stance. And then, boom, that uppercut got through. And it was like, oh, wow, she was... Not expecting that at all. Like, zero. We practiced the inside uppercuts. We practiced getting held and working nonstop no matter what. And just, like, I watched a lot of uh, Canelo. And and when when he would, someone would reach for him to hold him, he would throw and then try to get out. Or he would throw right before the hands connected. And so there was like a lot of timing involved and, and visually just trying to see it as it's happening and react at the same time. And, and then we do um, some step over moves. So throw the right hand, roll, step over, and then we'll be ready for either another right hand or left hand. A lot of times when we, she would, we would get kind of tied up. And so I would be facing her side, like I'd be facing her shoulder and my left hand is free. And so I'm just throwing left hooks until the ref, you know, calls us to, to break. And I just, that was there all night. Jessica, yeah, can you just, I, I guess, give us the story again, um, how you got into boxing, the, the amateur background? Because, I mean, it's it's 11 fights total, right? Yeah, yeah, we're at 11 now. And yeah. you're two division and undisputed. So, you know, I just want to know when this went from, 
when did the dream become reality for you or when did you start to realize it could be reality? Um, started out in about 2008, just doing like a fitness class. And from there, I wanted to, uh, I went from kickboxing fitness class to actually training for boxing. And, you know, I'm just very competitive. So I wanted to have my first exhibition bout, first bar, then have my first exhibition bout, my first real fight. And then I wanted to do my first tournament and then go to a national tournament. And somewhere in there, I moved from St. Louis, Missouri to Chicago, Illinois. And then it took me about nine months to find this gym. Nobody was interested in female boxing. Nobody was interested in, like, you know, giving me a place for me to continue my amateur career. And, and Rick was the only person that contacted me back. And so I came to Body Shot and he had me sparring with one of his top girls um, that had fights and fought in the Golden Gloves tournament. And we sparred and I hit her with a body shot, took her down. And I thought, like, I'm in like I, that was my interview and I, I passed. So from there, he got me a fight here in Chicago and we started on my amateur career. And you could just start to see the difference between me and the girls that I had fought over the years, the same girls. I was growing in speed and power and they weren't. And he said, you know, it's, it's time we turn pro. And we had talked about it over um, just time. And he was saying, your career is going to go really fast. And as you can see, it's gone really fast. And so, you know, we just started out with, you know, some of the smaller fights and just kind of working our way up the rounds and um, just pushing the envelope because we knew just with my training and discipline that I could do more, I could do more, I could do more. And so we started fighting for titles, uh, probably around my fifth, fifth fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Fifth fight. Fifth fight. I started fighting for titles and been fighting for belts ever since. And now I have all of them. What? Yeah, you do have how, all of them. How many, how many amateur <laughs> fights did you have when you got to that gym? You said your first amateur fight was with Rick? When no. I, no, when I got to Rick, I had maybe eight. Oh, okay. Eight-ish. And then overall, maybe about 25 oh. max. Yeah, 16 and one with me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Rick, uh, let me ask you, Rick, when uh, do when do you start the campaign to at least have the writers um, at least put it into the air that Jessica at least deserves some consideration for Fighter of the Year in totality based on the significance in the win, combined with the fact that we are in a situation here where we haven't had a lot of big fights, um, I think she deserves some serious consideration. I'm sure you agree. When does that campaign start, and, and how how aggressive do you think it'll be? I think, you know, it starts with guys like you uh, telling the truth and, and just bringing it up on your broadcast because there's a lot of fans that cover you, that watch you guys, and, you know, I appreciate the, the, the mention. You know, I think it starts in conversations like this i also think that you know the simple things you just gotta say it you know nobody was talking about jessica being in the hall of fame until i started saying it out loud and other stations pick it up and everyone's like oh this could punch your ticket in the hall of fame nobody was saying that so i think jessica bought her ticket in the hall of fame and i honestly god she should win fighter of the year i mean especially in this time rick isn't that active. nobody's taking a massive step up this is a massive Agreed. step up Speaking of manifesting Agreed. things, um, we mentioned yesterday on Sunday's broadcast uh, of the handful of uh, trainers that receive, you know, the, the green belt by the WBC. Do you envision that happening now that you've made her into a two-divisional 
champion and undisputed, or are you going to play the humble route and say, oh, if they give it to me, no. they give it to me? No, no, no. They, they, uh, they were supposed to give it to me against when we won against Anaí Sanchez. So, and they were stalling a little bit. Maybe somebody spoke too soon over there, but I talked to Nancy Rodriguez and, and Marsulio Asulioman called Jess, and they said they had my uh, coach's belt, green belt. So, you know, once you get that green belt, you know, uh, maybe talks of trainer of the year. You know, we did the biggest th the thing out there, and I feel like nobody stepped up. We Jessica has a belt at 135. It's a smaller name belt, but she has a belt at 135. She has two belts at 140, and now, what, five belts, arguably six belts at 147. So Wait, I think you're the IBO champ at 135, right? No, we were like the EBO. It's like a oh. little small. It's yeah, exactly. But you're the, I, but you're the IBO champion in the 47, right? Because I seen the IBO there as well yesterday. So it's got to yeah. be 47. All right. Yeah. Well, we got a bunch for sure. of questions yeah. for you guys. Before you get tired of us, we're gonna go one for nah. one. First one is for Jessica coming from George Foster, who says women's boxing is thriving like never before at the moment, especially in the lightweight division and the welterweight divisions. With yourself, Taylor, Serrano, Pernsoon, and Barakis, it's really, really competitive stuff. So what's next? What's the next big fight you want? You kind of answered that, right? You kind of want Caleb? Yeah, uh, yesterday I said that I thought I heard you tell us on one interview or maybe another interview you did somewhere that I listened to that you felt you won that first fight. Is that true or... Do you think she got the right decision? Katie, I mean. The, I think the, the scorecards were really stretched out, and that's something that you risk when you go to somebody else's hometown. Um, I think the, the fight was a lot closer, um, maybe losing by a round or even being a draw. But, you know, it is what it is, and now I just have to take it back. And, Rick, you were bringing up a lot of A-side uh, conversation a few seconds ago. Do you feel that with this win, especially if Cecilia decides not to rematch, is Jessica the A-side now in the Katie Taylor rematch because she's two-division and she actually moved up, you know, skipped one division, and she's undisputed, right? I don't think Kaylee's ever become undisputed. She's, she's definitely unified but not undisputed. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're going to, you know, I'm going to tell Eddie what I want. And what I think is fair. And, and you know what? We might not break 147 if Katie wants to play, you know, and they're going to have to pay it. I mean, I got to I gotta keep it within respect to the title, right? I can't fight uh, Katie Taylor. We can't fight Katie Taylor at 142 for a welterweight belt. I feel like I disrespect the sport. So I kind of, 145 is fair, but I don't even really want to go down there anymore. Not for Katie. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, so oh, wait, 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 wait. So you're saying that the rematch happens at your weight, not at 35? Yeah, fuck yeah. We got five belts, six ah, belts here. Wow. Beautiful. So, yeah, no, that's real A-side. No, I agree because if you think about it, like, in any other regards, like, if we were talking... Terrence Crawford, we were talking Terrence Crawford and Gary Russell earlier today. At no point did any of us suggest that Terrence Crawford come down. You know no, what I'm saying? So no, it's, listen, it's, you guys are right. You guys are right. But if pre-pandemic, they probably would have been offering a lot of money for this fight in the UK. And and then then we're talking about a promotional A side and a fight A side. It's two different things. For sure. And you know what? We got something that Katie, wait, you got to understand, and this is my argument. You guys were willing to fight Cecilia 
at 145 or 144. They were talking about as low as 142. You already fought Jessica at 30, 135, so fight Jessica at 145, 147. You know what I'm saying? They, this is something that they wanted to do for Katie. So I want to stay with their. I'm staying with your game plan. Let's fight out. You want the welterweight belts? Come get it. Nah, we it's gave a, you a shot. It's a good opportunity a, because you're offering her an opportunity to become another division uh, champion. Uh, you know what I mean? So, so it's. And, and, uh, and here's the thing. This I gotta say this because I don't think people talk about it enough. Um, when we fought Katie first, right? Based on the things that Eddie Hearn had told everybody publicly was that 20 people, let's say they said 20, I think like eight or 10 turned down, uh, people turned down to fight Katie Taylor, right? Like us fighting Kaylee Taylor, if Jessica would have won that fight, there'd be no female boxing. You'd think that Eddie Hunter would have put 10 million into Jessica at that time? She would, they wouldn't have. So us losing that fight actually helped uh, female boxing grow because then everybody wanted a piece of Katie after we like showed that she was a human being and we broke her up, we touched her up, we hurt her. So what I'm saying, if we would have won that fight, we would have killed a female. We, I would have put a hole, like we would have put a hole in female boxing for sure because they would have been like, well, our, our thoroughbred didn't, you know, pull through us all out. Maybe, I don't know, but they, I don't think they would have put 10 million into Jessica at that time. That's a lot, you know, so on a person they didn't know. So losing, we helped by losing that fight, we helped build female boxing. You know what I mean? She was vulnerable after that fight. Jessica exposed her a bit, you know, that everybody wanted to fight her. So I don't think Jessica gets enough credit for that. So, you know, she dared to be great from the very beginning. And, and here we are, you know, still pushing the, the envelope here. All right. We got uh, Big Nick for Rick Ramos. He says, uh, and the new, congratulations, Mr. Ramos. How many trainers can say they have an undisputed champion? I've been following Jessica's career since her loss to Katie Taylor, and in my opinion, Jessica's profile should be nearer to Katie's and Clarissa. My question is, if Katie gets through her fight with Pursun, uh, will you be pursuing a rematch at 147, as I think Jessica's become much harder opponent for Katie at 147? You kind of already answered that. So you literally just answered that. All right. Yeah, what, what was the thing? Uh, Big Nick okay. in the UK. Big Nick in the UK. Big Nick. Yeah, what's up? Big Nick. I just want to say like that. Yeah, we want to rematch with Katie Taylor, and we will do the best to keep Jessica in the big names and the big mix. And she hasn't got as noticed as the other names, but, you know, those, those other females have done very well in the amateur. So we didn't really have – we didn't have the opportunity to go that route. So – uh, here we are. All right. For Jessica, we got BZ in Brooklyn. It says, thanks for coming on. And I hope, I hope post-fight, the COVID tests were negative. I just want to say, great fight. And there was a choice to watch your fight live or one of the many other live fights and still came to the conclusion that McCaskill versus Barakas was and everything to gain and everything to lose. I'm happy with my decision. Congratulations. And I look forward to seeing you in there with Katie Taylor if she gets past her toughest test. So no question, just all love. Nice. Thank you, Beasy. Next one's coming in from uh, Ryan Meza. And uh, that's Dempsey, right? And that's, uh, where, is he? where is he hailing from? That's, uh, I believe, California. And that's for Rick Ramos. All right. Uh, this is for Rick. Rick. 
I just want to say congrats to you and Jessica on your success. We are friends on Facebook, and I remember seeing you and Jessica's growth in boxing in the boxing world since 2016. I remember the call-outs to Katie Taylor and Eddie Hearn and then eventually getting the Taylor fight. It's been amazing seeing how high you guys have climbed the ladder. A true story of never giving up. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. What up, Ryan? Thank you. All right, we got one for Jessica. Brandon in Cincinnati says, what are your hobbies outside of boxing? Good question. I used to have a lot of hobbies uh, just to stay busy, <laughs> like building websites, and I have a 3D printer. I used to make my own, like, cocoa shea butter type bath type stuff, um, designing the clothes for the website, um, a little bit of everything. I just, I don't sit still. I have like an electric skateboard that Rick doesn't let me ride anymore because he thinks I'm going to break my neck. Um, <laughs> a little bit of everything. There's an old saying in business, something about like, if you're, if your golf game's getting good, then your business is doing bad. So I think we can yeah. kind of, uh, relate that. You know what I mean? Yeah, the next one is for you, Rick. It's from Mr. Ardor. I don't know where Mr. Ardor is hailing from this. Well, we're going to say he's uh, definitely from the planet Earth. And he says, thanks for coming on the show. How difficult is it? How difficult is it to find shows and fighters for your up and coming female fighters like Summer Lynn to participate in? Nice. Um, I mean, there's there's levels. I think it, right now the game is like D level and then there's like B and higher level. So it is hard to get like C level girls to put in the work. But, you know. I think it's the it's really hard to say. I got her two fights pretty quick in six months. That's pretty good. But then the pandemic hit. So I think because she's not signed, it's a little tougher. But um, once they lift this pandemic stuff, once this all goes away and they find a vaccine, I think it'll be back to normal. You know, there's a couple big name promoters who reached out and who are interested in Summerlin. But I, I don't think we get anything done until we find a vaccine for this uh, pandemic. Rick, uh, would you or are or do you uh, would you ever consider managing a male fighter? Yeah, I, listen, I got male <laughs> fighters. Everybody thinks I only train girls. It's just that you know, um, there's you know, we're working with Josh Hernandez. I, I advise Josh Hernandez. Josh Hernandez uh, is uh, nine and three. He's a tough Chicago fighter. You know, uh, he's he's uh, taking big fights. You know, I got involved uh, his last fight to now, so. You know, I do train male fighters. It's, you know, it's just a matter of people who listen. You know, if they listen to me, I can do a lot of good things. But it's a lot of guys, a lot of guys are, they don't tend to listen because I'm very, very aggressive about the way I want things done. And I think, you know, now that people get to see, Jessica's listening to everything I said. Even when she didn't really agree, she's like, all right, I trust you. I'm just going to go with it. And it's all worked out. And this is the highest level um, that you could be on, you know, especially coming with not without being signed. We came in the game buying our own fights, you know. But to answer your question, yes, I would. I would manage anyone. I would manage a fucking a rapper. You know what I mean? I just, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I just, if you want to be successful, I think you will do anything to succeed. And the number one thing you have to do is listen. First and foremost, just listen. Beautiful. Uh, Mr. Adolfo Jessica says, congrats, Chant. Hell of a fight. Do you plan to go back to 140 after facing the winner of uh, Taylor Prensoon? Um, That's a little bit further out in the landscape, but... I think... Uh, <laughs> I have, you know, I think 
if we beat Katie Taylor, let's say let's say we fight Katie next, we beat Katie. Okay, I got two fighters at 147. You know what I would do? I would go to Eddie and be like, sign Alejandro Ireland, sign Summer Lynn, vacate all the belts, and let's go fight these belts. I want all my girls to have belts. You know, so mm. I would have I would have two fighters. I already have two fighters signed at 147. So like I said, I would shop those two fighters to a big name promoter. Once Jessica beats Katie Taylor at 147, she can go back down to 140 where it's a little bit more comfortable for her. And then, um, you know, vacate those titles and, and maybe, uh, you know, do something else with it. Maybe everyone else gets a shot, you know, that or or, or we can call out like uh, a Nunez or, or a cyborg. Someone big, you know, I think a celebrity fight mm. slash crossover is a good idea at some point, especially if you beat Katie. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Next was coming in that. from uh, Lewis says, uh, "Congrats for the victory." My question is, why Jessica fight like she was swimming and didn't look more form, more profound? I have no idea. More like a boxer are supposed to punch. And I guess this is one of the 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 the, the listeners that was like me who thought that that style wasn't gonna work, but it was very effective. So I guess he just wanted to know why you chose to fight that way. Some, some of those punches on the inside, you know, looking down, it's not the best thing to do. But if you're forced, like if you got an elbow on your neck and you're forced to have your head down, I'm able to see like how the body, the lower body is moving. So if somebody's right leg is twisting, that means they're throwing their right hand. So I can see what's going on up top by looking down low. And then if also you feel somebody's hands on your neck, that means their hands aren't by their head. That means their head is available. So I like very much like Mindana throwing those punches up and over and they were connecting. So a lot of the things that I was doing was um, to push the aggressiveness and to get past her punches, to get my own punches in. Um, and so it, it definitely was not a pretty win, but sometimes you have to sacrifice that. I would much rather have the win to, to say, man, she looked pretty in there. Like, yeah. you know. No, you know, look, and, and if I'm going to step in for Lewis and just say like it, it, it it takes fighter IQ to do that. Everything you just said right there, that's high level right there, knowing when to look, what to look at, and then shoot your shots. So, uh, you know, it's it wasn't that it was like to me, it wasn't that it was like sloppy. It was just that I didn't I didn't I thought that she was going to be stronger on the clinch than you because, I, you know, she was taller and, and it just everything didn't turn out that way. But uh, uh, the the. The fact that you just would just put your head in her, sh in her shoulders, I was like, what is she looking at? And there you go. You just explained <laughs> it. <laughs> you were looking at all these little things, and it wasn't just swimming punches. It was fighter IQ that, you know, sometimes is unorthodox, but, you know, there's levels to this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Ness, you got the next one for Jessica? Yes, sir. Uh, are we at Calito? Yeah. We were at... King yeah, on me. Oh, no, that's no, no, for we, Rick. No, I no, thought we, we were at Carlitos. Yeah, we were at Carlitos. You're right, Carlitos. You're right. Uh, what's good? Massive congratulations to you and your team. Even though I'm from London, I felt so <laughs> proud of your performance and achievement. Now, picture this. McCaskill versus Taylor. Undisputed welterweight champ versus undisputed lightweight champ at a catchweight for all the bells. Oh, excuse me. All the belts. I thought he was going to say belts and whistles. But for all the belts. Sounds uh, good to you. Enjoy your success. Nope, they already said at 145. Catch weight. A side. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rick, like, yep. Uh, Rick All right, is so up. 
The next one's for Rick, coming in from King Amin of Essex in Newark, New Jersey. He says, uh, congrats, coach, to you and your entire team. I actually picked McCaskill for the win. How do you guys handle success moving forward in terms of changing elements or adding more resources, or will you guys simply keep the recipe the same? Um, I think you have to tweak it a little bit. I think bringing in different sparring. Uh, I reached out to a couple people already. Um, I think bringing in different sparring, the constant different look. And uh, I think that's huge, you know, and I think, so I just want to be, be prepared for everything. So I think changing the sparring is the number one thing. I, right now, I think women are, are struggling to keep the pace with Jessica. I think everyone thinks it's easy. You know, I always told Jess, she doesn't translate well on film until you're in there with her. You know, Cecilia could say it. Katie Taylor could definitely say it. A lot of these girls who Jessica beat are like, oh, they think, oh, Jess ain't shit. She's sloppy, blah, blah, blah. But when you go in there, it's different. You know, you're battling her strength. When you're in those clinches and Jessica's pushing you back, throwing you, you know, and everyone's like, holy shit. It doesn't look good on film, but it's very, very effective. So I don't want to change too much. Just maybe different looks on, on you know, different things that, you know, people can bring to the table during the fight. Was there... Ever a point where, I don't know, anyone tried to tell you guys not to um, show the IBO? What do you mean show the IBO? Like, I don't know, like hoist it up, represent it on camera? I don't think so, no. Okay, okay, cool. Just a lot, a lot of conspiracies going around with that other green belt. They feel like they... Um, get sh- getting the shine taken away out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know where you're going with that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I agree with that statement. Um, like there's some sliding off of that because they are getting some traction. But listen, this is the thing that I will say: the WBC is the best, and the reason why I say that is because they're always on top of shit. They got our. We're just, we we left. We just got what? We just won six titles. We only left with one, and that was WBC. So all these other like. Uh, Organizations, they need to come up. Like we wait, 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 wait. So you're saying you only got one. So you're saying after the fight, Cecilia took all her belts back, and none of the representatives for the other sanctioning bodies had a replica for you with your face on it. No, except And that's what needs to be said. And I'll post it on Twitter, so please share it. Because we, we won all those belts, and then we had to go give them back to Cecilia. That's not cool. Like, so then no one, no, no one Listen, believed you guys could do it. They didn't it, believe no, it. That's fight. why they didn't invest in the belts. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't fi- we don't finance the sanction fees, so don't finance the belts. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, well said. Crazy. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that because a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of fighters are afraid to talk shit about the organizations because they're afraid they won't get ranked. But yeah. you know what the matter is? We pay I don't even know ten grand in fees. Like that's just our side of it. So we want our belts. I want the WBC is the best. They give us something always, and they're always reassuring, and they're always on top of stuff. That's why we we're always flexing the WBC because we don't even have the other belts yet. It took us what. Three, four, five months to get the WBA. Five months? Yeah, we got it. Come on, guys. What's going on? Whoa. We had to defend it. We got it that week. So step up your game organization. How many letters or phone calls in between that five months did you put in to get your fighter her belt? Oh, uh, I didn't get any. I had a... No, no, no. Did you... 
But did you put it? Did you put in any 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 phone calls to Gilberto to try and get that belt? Seventeen billion. We we saw him in New York. Like yeah, I mean we did the legwork that we were supposed to do. But then you're also you know supposed to be patient and all that. But like even in 2018 when I won the first WBC belt, they gave it to me that night. Like I was ready to be like, okay, so whose is this? And they're like, no, 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 that's yours. And I was like, oh, I get this tonight. So they've always been on point. Yeah, and everyone else. Is That's despicable. Now, right now, right now we paid all those fees. We won those belts. I just called my lawyer and said, "Yo, we didn't hear from anybody. Who the fuck do I call? Like, who do I chase down?" It's crazy. It's no, crazy. it's disgusting, Whoa. especially with the WBA. They're giving out so many titles and they can't For even real? have them available. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Like, damn. But uh, looks like we got another one here from Jessica from Jeff, who says, Jeff from uh, Nova Scotia. Congrats, champ. I scored. That's for Rick. No, that's for Jessica. He probably got one for Rick, too. Two different uh, posts, same champ. One. <laughs> he says, congrats, champ. I scored the fight 97-93 in favor of you. Who's your biggest inspiration? Um... I have to say myself, I mean, I didn't have a lot of examples growing up, but my mom was like the only like strong female role model that I had, you know, she like just kept her shit together during everything that we went through. And so I think I get a lot of like my chill from her, like, like something drastic could happen, like a car crash or somebody gets hurt. I'm just like, okay, we're going to take care of this. We're going to call, you know, the hospital. Like I just... I just have this mellow tone and I think I get it from her. And then being around Rick, like I already have this like sense of like, I can handle it. But then with him, it's like, I know how to put things into action. Like if this is broken, I know I can fix it. Give me about 10 minutes and I'm a MacGyver this thing. And he's just really put a lot of that to the test. Um, so I just feel like, you know, the people in my near circle, they, they're the ones that, that push me. And then like a lot of the kids that reach out, out to me and they say like oh like you're the bomb and I want to be like you and I'm like dang well I can't mess up now you know I got these kids looking up to me so a lot of the kids and followers they they're also my inspiration as well stupendous next one's coming in from Jeff Gorley is uh he's from Nova Scotia and this one's for you Rick says congrats on the win coach who do you have between winning Jermel Charlo versus Sergey Dervachenko Sergey Demichenko, I think. I don't think Charlo is ready for that. I think he's, uh, you know, he's uh, kind of like a head case. And I think, like, if he's not focused, he'll get beat. Wow, Rick. Wow. Rick, what did <laughs> you think? And, and I think we talked about, didn't we talk about uh, Spence and uh, Danny Garcia? Yeah. Did we talked about Spence. I don't know if we yeah, did. Remember? I don't know if we did, but give us your opinion. No, no, I said, I, I think Spence is shot. Oh, yeah, you did. Matter of fact, you dropped the bomb. Yes. You dropped the bomb well, saying that you heard he's no good in sparring. Yeah, and I told you guys, if he goes straight to an A-level guy, they're cashing him out. I think he's done. Danny Garcia going to knock him out. Uh, that's a bold prediction that's of a knockout show. I know. That's it a is. betting yeah, show. If, if Spence was 100% and 100% normal, you're telling me with a straight face that Danny Garcia would take that point? I'm saying no. I'm saying I no. I mean, Danny, listen, you got to remember, before the accident, Danny watched him fight Mikey and Sean Porter and not look like the boogeyman they were selling him to be. 
Uh oh, we lost him. Okay. Yeah, but he, played, he played with Mikey Garcia. He played with Mikey. Think about that. But he, he ain't stopped. He, he didn't stop the little man that everyone thought he was gonna stop. At the end of the day, yeah, he could say that he went to box and and do beat Mikey at his own game. We wanted a stoppage. Yeah, but just because he didn't do it didn't mean he could. You know what I mean? He might not want it to open up. Maybe he, he was a little. He ain't stopped Sean. He ain't stopped. I, Sean. I agree. That's why. If and if you think that then you should be on my side and you should think that Danny Garcia got knocked that boy out. Is that Danny you. don't let the hands go enough, man? If Danny was a little bit more active, then I could be as confident as you, but I am not with his lack of activity. But I do want to get your opinion on yesterday's, uh, not yesterday, obviously. I always think it's, uh, you know, Saturday was yesterday. But um, on Saturday night's fight with Romeo, I know you probably didn't get to see it, but I'm sure you heard or went back and watched Romeo Rolando Romero, Rolando Romero versus uh, Jack, Jackson, Jackson Marine. Marines. Yeah, no, Roly, Roly, that was a gift from God because oh. or, or or Heyman, whoever, or the same. I don't. It might be the same dude. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh. I like Roly. Because he's crazy, and I think he's going to be good. But that was a gift. He lost four or five rounds to that boy. Easy. We watched the fight in the dressing room. We watched that fight. Live. Ryan Jess was getting taped, whatever. We were watching that fight. Only lost four rounds. Easy. Damn. Shout out to Jessica fighting on the zone, but watching Showtime. (laughs) We had two we had the Dissolve phone and the Showtime phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There she you like, go. yo, Espinosa, we was watching you too in case you got a big fight. We got another one from uh, <laughs> Joseph Big Supermax. Congrats on the win, champ. My question is, outside of yourself, who's the best women's boxer out there? And who is the GOAT, in your opinion? <laughs> Man, uh, every time somebody puts somebody on a pedestal, my, my goal is to, to knock them down. So I'll let everybody else say who they think is the best. They think Kate Taylor is the best, and my goal is to take her down. I mean, I, I, people were saying Cecilia was the best, and she was she was on my radar. So and I took that. So that that's just the goal. I don't really I don't really put any people. That I feel like that's a very fan kind of question. You know, I don't see people as like, oh, they're great. I got to take them down. It's just like. Next target, next target. You know, and the other thing is, too, like, I feel like you have to play your role, right? Like, Katie Taylor put money into female boxing. Jessica puts inspiration into female boxing. Uh, and, and I think people like Clarissa, she has to figure out her role into boxing. And right now, she's trying to jam What? Her. No way. No, 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 Rick. I'm not going to let you do that. No, 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 no. First of all, first of all, we're going to ride with your story. Katie brings money. Jessica brings inspiration. Clarissa Which is essentially is, the plot of Rocky. Clarissa is female boxing. Without Clarissa, let me tell you. Let me hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Without Clarissa, women wasn't even on TV, bro. Since Christina Martin, when's the last woman's fight on TV? No, that's not true. That's not true. I got. I got. Name listen. it. I got Univision, Telemundo, oh, Beam. That's not real uh, networks. I got, I got That's not a real Box. network. That's I got not a real Box. network. I got, listen to me. They were on Who TV. was on Showbox? Not named Clarissa, champ. And there was females on Friday, Friday Night Fights. Night. Yep. Friday, Friday Night, Night Fight. What? ESPN? Since before hey. Christina Martin, since after Christina Martin, Christina Martin, bro, listen, you're talking about like what? 10, listen, 15 listen, years ago? listen, listen, Probably guys, more. guys, I get yes. it. I get it. There's a competitive thing there, but 
you are all wrong. Clarissa brought women's Clarissa brought women's boxing to primetime television. Yes, to a higher level. Say that. To a higher TV level because they were on to TV. TV, bro. Telemundo don't count, man. To who? To, to, nice to, all the, to all the Latin fans out there? Brother, nobody wants to fight on Telemundo when they can fight on Fox, The Zone, or Showtime and make real money. Was she at Showtime or HBO? Uh, Clarissa's uh, been on Showtime. Clarissa Showtime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, I just don't... I don't think... I think her energy's bad for the sport. She has, like, the tools... She has the tools to make it something special, but like I think a lot. Yo, of I know what you're doing, Rick. Rick trying to soup that fight up. Rick trying to build that fight up. Yo, Rick is trying to. Oh, so now Jessica's the inspiration, and Clarissa brings nothing, and she's bad for the sport. I, yo, he wants to make the bad guy good guy. I got it. I got it. She doesn't bring anything. I just don't know what her role is, and I'm not sure she knows what her role is yet. What's her role? I don't know. She's not inspiring other fighters. She's not inspiring fans. She's the first two-time female Olympian. She was an Olympian before uh, Katie Teller. Two-time. So think about that. You just said it. She was an Olympian before, and nobody heard about her until after Katie hit the Negative. Negative. Where was she brought boxing to Showtime, Rick. She brought boxing to Showtime. She brought yeah, females that's, boxing to Showtime. That's like, but that's like break. That's like saying Cecilia brought boxing to HBO. There's no more boxing. There's no more HBO boxing. So like, I'm mean, thinking about it. Showtime hasn't put on any good fights since Clarissa's has been on. Nah, nah, nah. Really? Listen, it's, they it's brought. Like, they signed. Sure, listen, they signed it's Clarissa. It's like buying clothes at Gucci from the sale rack. That's what that is. You're showing up late and you're buying from the sales rack. That's what that is. She showed up late. Now, if she was in there Showtime prime time, that's special. But Showtime's on the back end of them. I think Showtime will be out of business. Yo, that's it. I'm going to I'm gonna set this up so that make sure Clarissa gets tagged. What do you think about... What do you think about uh, the PBC unveiling? Remember, they just announced August 8th their schedule, and she got really mad on Twitter like, this is some BS. They announced everybody, what about me? She was expecting an announcement, which we still haven't got a fight announcement. So I'm kind of throwing you a live ball. I'm kind of throwing you a live ball They were trying to put her on an undercard of somebody who wasn't a champion, who wasn't, it wasn't pay-per-view, nothing. They were trying to stick her on some undercard. That's the rumor. And she was saying, no, no. She took to her Twitter. She took a stand and said, I'm only fighting on Charlo's undercard. Wilder's, like she put specific She said, I'm only fighting on champions undercards that can draw that are pay-per-views. Again, I don't think she's in a position to demand like that. I don't think so. I mean, but she can do whatever she wants, and I hope she gets what she wants. I mean, at the end of the day, I want everybody to succeed. Rick, man, unless they you are good. But listen, I want to be clear. I want. I want to be clear. I want. I hope she makes a lot of money. I hope she's successful, and I hope she takes female boxing to another level. I think she could do more with the tools she has. But demanding and acting wild, I don't think that's the answer. I really don't. That's just me. But she's demanding that she's the quote because of what she's done. Didn't she do what y'all did before you? I absolutely she did. I'm not said she wasn't. I, I think she's really good. I think it's too early to call anybody the quote. What? That's what I think. Two it's too early. I, well, listen, listen. Okay, okay, okay. We agree it's too early, but who's in the conversation? Who's leading the conversation? Nobody. <gasps> A two-time, a two-time gold. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a, minute. a, t- a two-time gold medalist. A two-time gold medalist. Multiple division 
unified champion and an undisputed champ. Like, yo, the only thing that Jessica doesn't have is the two gold medals, which obviously is huge, but that is right. a, that's a resume, champ. Oh, my God. Yo, Clarissa's coming for y'all. He's trying to get the 145. I know what this is. Yo, Rick has already I know. said Listen. that top rank is Reebok. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this is like yes. full of sound No, bites. no, but I'm going to tell you what he's doing. You Listen, I, you're intelligent. You know what he's doing? He's pissing them off so they have to take the catchway because it's like, oh, I'm gonna shut his trainer. I'm gonna shut her up and his tra and her trainer. I'll do 145. I'll do whatever, whatever. I see you, Rick. Hey, just for the record, if Golden Boy is watching, I didn't talk shit about you guys. So hit me up because I want to get some of the Golden Boy. I know. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, that's Yo, so you really want some on Golden Boy? Why is she in Sinisa's uh, division or something? No, no. I just oh. think that there's no one. I think Summer is the future of 147. She's only 19 years old. She's a killer. She's been in combat sports since she was seven years old. She's a killer. And, you know, other big name promoters call me, but I want Golden Boy or Eddie Hearn. That's it. You know, they're doing business with the zone. And ultimately, I want the zone checks. And if you ain't working with the zone, I don't want your checks. So I want the zone checks. They got money to spend. Oh. All right. Well, let me see. Let's wrap this up. Any more for Jessica? I mean, uh, for Rick, guys, I got a few more nah, for nah. Jessica. Jeff Gorley was the last one from Nova Scotia All right. for Rick. Dennis in Tampa is the next one if you want to pick up for Jessica or you He says, I'm so proud of you. Great fight, champ. My daughter looks so much like you. Your belt needed to be repped by a Latina or better yet, an American. I always ask... Diet questions. What did you eat or will eat as a celebration after the win? Arroz con guandules, pernil? Let us know. Again, champ, blessings. I'm officially a fan. We were still in a bubble after the fight. The bubble was a little looser, but we, we, can't, we couldn't have left the hotel or anything like that. So we had, like, some fast food delivered to us. And I had, like, a beer and... Um, some ice cream so it was it was actually pretty light and it wasn't crazy and um we haven't we'll, we'll probably hang out maybe this weekend or something like that i usually take the team out for a nice dinner and, and get a chance to kind of catch up and i always ask this question uh i know some people might think it's corny but i don't so that being said did you ever really believe or like when you started when you walked into that gym did you know you would become a champ? Because you didn't answer that before. Like, when would you? When did you know? Like, man, I'm gonna be a champ. Um, the first time I, yeah, when Rick signed me in 2015 and he had me at 135, I immediately went to box rec and I saw Delphine Pursuit was the top name at 135, and I'm just, I think she had an undefeated record at the time, and I'm like, dang, I'm gonna have to beat this chick. And you know, they sitting up there with their little like T-shirts that says I'm number one, and I'm like. Her face just kept popping up, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm, that's who I'm going to have to beat. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was always the goal, and I, I don't go in thinking, well, I'm going to try, but I'm probably not going to do it. No, I'm coming to take people's heads off. So, yeah, I was pretty confident. George in Dallas for – no, excuse me. Uh, Keem in Florida says, congratulations on your big win, champ. Do you feel like women's boxing should have three-minute rounds? Also, whenever in Central Florida, lunch on me. Hashtag yes. I stole that from Izzy in Oklahoma. <laughs> um, with the three minute rounds and the, and the longer number of rounds, I definitely follow what Rick says. Um, the, the pool of female boxers is shallow. I mean, I could always go find a, 
a pro debuter, but who wants to see that? That's not the level of fighting that we're on. So the, the pool of boxers is shallow. And if you stretch out those rounds or if you stretch out that time before people are ready, you're going to get more knockouts and you're going to have more 30, 60 day suspensions. And then who's going to be around the fight if everybody's on a suspension, if everybody's not ready because they haven't been in the gym. I mean, when you're on suspension, you can't touch anything. You can't be in the ring. You can't be seen hitting a bag or hitting mitts, can't spar. You can't do anything except for maybe jump rope and hit the, you know, be on the treadmill or else they will suspend you for longer. Um, and that's just a safety protocol. So if you're putting females out there and, and testing out these waters before health officials say that, you know, they think it's OK, I think it's dangerous. Um, but we we train on three minute rounds, 30 second rest. And so we're ready for it when it does come. That's great. We got uh, George in Dallas, Fort Worth. How much credit do you give Eddie for being the only promoter to do outdoor events during C-19? Um, is, is he the, no, is I, don't know. One? I don't know if he's right the now? only one, but the fact that he's willing to try different things is dope. You yeah. know, he's not afraid to spend that his own money. And it all goes back to the zone. They got those fat pockets. You're Hopefully we'll see people fighting out. You know, uh, aircraft carriers and rooftops downtown and, you know, in big cities. It could be some dope shit ahead of us. Oh, wow. Thanks to the pre-pro. I don't know if this is live and she's listening to the interview because that would be awesome. But uh, Clarissa saying, laugh out loud, people crazy. And then she says, uh, neither woman should be saying my name ever. I'll say, though, McCaskill... Winning she the was watching the fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> McCaskill winning the fight and roughing uh, Cecilia. Uh, okay, this was yesterday to the to the to the. You know, she was speaking uh, towards your live fight. All right, all right. Damn, I got excited. Anyway, Anthony Von Lewis says, "Yo, shout out to Jessica and Rick. Fire interview. So that was a live one. Just a statement. And the last one is from King. I mean, in Essex, who says, "Congrats, champ, and job well done." At point, at what point in the fight did you say to yourself, "I got this," or did you just focus on winning each round? I just focused on winning each round and just doing the most output that I felt like I could could pull off. Um, and then I felt like I stepped it up the eighth, ninth, tenth round and just kept it going. And like I said, that was the first time I had started so early, and then you know just keeping it the whole way. I, I felt like that was what was needed for that fight to, to swing my way. All right. Well, Jessica, that is it. And Rick, those are all the questions. Just want to thank you guys. I, w I When I reached out, I was expecting to get you guys a week from now, you know, when vacation was over. Super excited to, I'm, it's like kind of bittersweet to hear that you are back in the gym because it's like, wow, true champ, <laughs> true champ, back to work. But at the same time, it's like, damn, no break, no, no nothing for you. I, I you know, I want you to celebrate, but uh, I get you. Thank you again for coming on. Real quick, before you guys go, Jessica, uh, there's a, uh, somebody that super chatted, wanted to say something to you. It says, after Breakers versus Race, I knew that the next good fighter with Dog in them would beat her, then boom, she was set to fight Jessica. And we know she got dogged in her. I bet 250 and got 1,261 back. Great work, Jessica. <laughs> yes. Damn. Yeah, there was something that I said. Um, I think this was the October 2019 fight. And we always, you know, had the, the mantra of no days off. And I said, you know, I used to have days off. 
but now I'm a world champion. And, and you know, I used to have days off and now I'm, I'm unified and, and undisputed. So I don't mind, you know, not having like a big, long vacation. I, I got work to do. Wow. Stupendous. That's amazing to hear, for real. I just hope, like Rick was saying, you know, about the other females, I hope that you make, uh, you know, a, a great living out of this and they start paying you guys the way the men are getting paid so that you, you know, I want to see you with all those belts and know that you're retired and you're good or that you can yeah. or that you can retire when you want because I know you love to work also. But Jessica, Jessica will start signing fighters probably next year at some point, you know, and, and I'll run that company for her. So we're doing business outside of just just fighting, you know. I plan to start a, a management company with Jessica. We can sign fighters together, and I think that is the future. Definitely. Wow. Well, guys, both please give out your social media. And once again, thank you for coming on the show. We know you just fought on Saturday. Biggest win of your career. We're very excited for you. Thank you. I'm you know just what? I do want to say shout out to Daniel, man. He put us on you so long ago. And we've been following the career ever since. He's a local guy from Chicago who works with us. And, uh, wow, I mean, he was right all along. It wasn't any hometown bias. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to Daniel. Uh, my social media, Jessica McCaskill, or you can search for T. McCaskill. Uh, you can find me, Rick Ramos Boxing, anywhere, anywhere. Rick, man, uh, the chat loved you. They they said we got to get you on more regularly. Everybody loves a guy who says exactly what's on their mind. So we're going to start getting you on uh, just to pick your brain a little bit more often. And actually, uh, shoot me an availability for Summer so we can get to know her too. Oh, great. Definitely. Sure, I'll do it now. All right, Rick. Well, thank you once again, Jessica and Rick. Have a good day. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our unified and undisputed champion, Jessica McCaskill and her trainer, Rick Ramos. See you guys. All right. There you have it. Uh, very happy that, uh, you know, they were able to come on the show and give us a little bit of time. And uh, we were able to obviously talk some boxing and get the undisputed champ on. want to shout out to all our patrons who, uh, you know, put their questions in and, and, and got those answered. Uh, shout out to Rick for being a real good guest. I know you guys already mentioned you want to get him back. Any final thoughts, guys, before we open up these phone lines? Uh, final thoughts? Well, just, uh, again, congratulations. Uh, you made uh, uh, a lot of people, you know, happy, you know, because I think that a lot of people relate with Jessica and the underdog story. So I know a lot of people out there are motivated, inspired, so it's like, uh, you know, winning those titles definitely echoes outside of the ring. So, again, congrats, Jessica. Uh, definitely, definitely I, I picked wrong, but I'll never pick wrong again. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'll say uh, this. I'll say that um, I definitely feel like Jessica fought the right fight. She was smart. Listen, you could tell from any interview we've ever done with her, she, she is just she's an intelligent person, first and foremost. And... Uh, Boxing is an intelligent sport, you know, football, basketball, like, yeah, being smart really helps. And that's what separates like the LeBrons from everybody else. But but a lot of times it's about who jumps the fa highest, who runs the fast. You know, boxing is an intellectual athlete sport. You have to know what you're doing with your body and, and it has to become muscle memory. You know, what she was able to accomplish on Saturday night uh, is such a huge feat. And I think at the very least, she needs to be considered when uh, those awards go out at the end of the year. But I will say that uh, what's going on with the Charlos? 
I know that was crazy. Mm. You know what? I, I wanted I wanted to bring up yesterday's show. Uh, I want to give uh, my good friend uh, Edward Hearn um, some credit. You know, <laughs> for... that's the first time I see you call him Edward. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, uh, Edward's been doing very well, and. Um, what I think what I like the most is the fact that he is reviewing his cards. I think that's very um, innovative and helpful. You know, he actually goes on a YouTube video. Last time I checked, it had like 20-something thousand. He reviewed Fight Camp 3. Like, Bob never does that. No other face for any other entity does that let alone drives that level of interest and uh you know it just makes sense it makes sense you know what i mean like he's promoting his fighters and fights on every single level that he can his own social media he started a podcast you know now he's reviewing them digitally afterwards it's 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 innovative man you know i would like to see todd debuff or bob you know or anybody if it, if they want to name christina poncho or andre ward or something but someone consistently being the face of the entity out there campaigning for their stable we we really don't have that on the pbc side you know what i mean um but whatever let's open up these lines did I, did I hit anybody with any sponsors? No, right? None? None? No. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. These calls are brought to you by El Camino Electrical Services, experts in electric vehicle charging stations. For consultations and turnkey installation, visit us at elcaminoelectricalservices.com. Listen, don't forget the uh, Beating the Odds with TBV is back Friday. Uh, we haven't settled on a, an exact time because weigh-ins vary. Uh, we're going to put out a poll and try to allow our patrons at patreon.com forward slash the boxing voice to be in control of the said time of said betting show. Betting, sh- betting show's back? Betting shows back. Everybody put your hands in the air. Exactly. You mean that we could talk boxing and maybe make a little bit of coin together? A little bit of coin. But it's going to take everybody as a community. You have to form you know like what they Voltron. say? You know what they say? That it takes a community to raise a child. Well, it takes a community to win a bet. Mm. It does. We're gonna so need... this community got to get strong. Absolutely. We're going to need the insight of all of the very good callers, Stonebone, Brandon, DBX, Killer Kells. So, you know, essentially, if you are part of, so if you're part of this betting show, you're essentially part of the war room, right? This is where we all just, just, you know, think, think, think until we get to the Best choice. So, the best yeah, parlay, usually. I mean, obviously, we could do some straight bets, and I'm kicking myself because I was super confident, and I didn't pick McCaskill on a bet because I didn't make any bets. I didn't make any bets. But hearing Donald Banks, who I know now for like five years, make 
over twelve hundred with two fifty. Not that I would have ever bet two fifty. I think that's just mm. that's just too rich for my blood. But <laughs> but I'm Shinobi. like Shinobi. Okay, boxing expert. La charla, meow. La charla, meow. La misma charla. <laughs> Yo, boxing expert, man. He you be having me singing up here. That's he's uh doing a, I guess the funny. Yeah, that's my flip on again. Charlo. Yeah. He's saying the Charlo, meow. The Charlo, meow. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a famous Spanish song, merengue. So it's called La Vaca. It's uh specifically, you know, it's gonna go over your head if you ain't never heard of that. Um, but yeah, man, yeah. So where were we at? We were going to call us Trey in the Bay. Yeah, and we were saying that yeah. Trey in Mario. the Bay. I missed a lot of the show, man. I, I had some work stuff to handle. But Mario, I got to call you out on that basketball thing. You don't think a lot of that is muscle memory? You don't think a lot of that IQ, who to pass the ball to? I, I just think you contradicted yourself on that basketball analogy, man. You got to let that one go. Uh, um, also, too, your man said that uh, that's a cash-out fight by Earl Spence. Wouldn't Bud be the cash-out fight? I'm just saying. Ain't, ain't that a more bigger fight? Wouldn't that be more money? It's kind of my guess. Not really. Not really. If you consider, you got to split the pot. Yeah, it's an in-house fight, so it, it, it's that's that would be more of the cash out fight they would be looking for along Rick's lines, think, which I don't agree with. So you think you think that that would make more money though than a, than a Danny Garcia fight? I, I just think the blood fight would bring crazy money. The UK want the fight. US want the fight. Every, everybody wants to see that fight, man. I I still think even splitting the pot that'll be a bigger fight. That's just my common sense, man. I I'm no business manager or nothing. And there was one other thing, man, I had. But, uh, it, listen, it might it might bring more money in totality, but I think for Earl, like, you got to look at what they would want best. Like, in a situation where they think that Earl is gone, right, they don't want to give that fight to Crawford so that, what, he can beat a damaged goods Earl and then they don't promote him ever again? No, they want it to be an in-house fighter, PBC, so that anybody that beats Earl gets to keep that luster and you know oh, and, and they, and look, and and they so, get to keep those belts and, they're not and just they get doing to keep those belts, and then they get to dictate the terms after that you know what i'm saying so the terence crawford fight is still out there for whatever pbc fighter ends up beating earl and you know it's just one of those things where i think ultimately I, he's wrong I, I i don't believe it but at the end of the day we'll see like i don't ride what rick said but i'm just saying if you're using it logically if you're if you're just going to agree with him and let's just say he's right for the for the argument you know they want they want PBC to keep that stuff. Alrighty then, we're going out to JT in New Orleans. You know how these bitches is in the sport. So because you come across like a man, it's really a piece of shit. Hey, come on, come on. That's a piece of fuck you. That's a piece of shit. You know we're we're doing we're doing live TV. I don't care. What you gonna do about it? I can't lose mother. Why do you have to talk like that? Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. You have a problem? Turn off your station. I'm the best ever. All righty then. Keem in Florida. Door, I, I open the door for audiences and all of sports to go back to the way it was in Jesus' name. Amen. It's done. The fight, I'm making $10 million. 
Um, I'm not really worried about what he making on him. I believe, believe you, that's why, I that's believe why you gonna see in Jesus' I name. Amen. Man, you're not fighting Yo, what up, what up, can you hear me? Yes, Where sir. are you, bro? Hello? Yeah, you sound a little far. Oh, all right, my bad, I couldn't hear y'all for nothing. But, um, but yeah, no, nah, good interview, man. I, I missed uh, I missed part of that interview, man. Um, but from what I did hear, it was a pretty good interview. Um, Rick Ramos was talking kind of crazy, though, man. <laughs> talking about Eddie Hearn is Nike. I don't know about that one, Chad, but I don't know. Nike do numbers, man. You can you can verify Nike's numbers. I don't know what Eddie Hearn numbers looking like, but uh, but yeah, that was really it, man. It was just a just a pretty good interview. Man. All right. Yeah, don't worry. That, that's all I got, man. I appreciate you. All right, Let's King. Thanks for calling in. We're going out to King Amin, Jersey. King is what I mean. I mean, my family. King is what I mean. I mean. Yo, yo, TBV. What up, Chad? Um, I'm cooling, man. I didn't say nothing earlier about the Gary Russell thing. I just think Gary Russell might be taking a page out of Adrian Broner's book. He's talking real greasy. He may get into the ring. He may even be pushing and shoving at the press conference. But he's a boxer. He ain't really a fighter. He's going to get into that ring, and he's going to start dancing and, and bouncing around. And But if the fight is even made, Bud may try to hurt him. And then if he end up getting hurt, it's, it's going to be a mauling. But, you know, I would love to see it, though, me personally. Anyway, um, yo, Rick Ramos is wilding talking about uh you know and i and I, it's, it's good promotion he's, he's a smart guy but um there's no way he could uh disregard i mean listen mccaskill's making a great case for her legacy but she's making the case clarissa shields has made the case and continues to make the case so you can't you can't put no mustard on a jacket like that that's my call i'm out boxing expert says chenko is charlotte's biggest fight Laughing emoji, laughing emoji. I mean, biggest fight at 160 because he fought Charlo, he fought Trout and uh, K9 and Williams at 154. Stone Bone. <clears throat> what up, what up? What up? Oh, yeah, man. Shout out, to, uh, shout out to Jessica, man. It's. I don't know, man. It's something about the Midwest, man. We be producing them undisputed champions. You know, it's just something about the middle of the map <laughs> give you a nice little grit that's hard to duplicate, man. So shout out to her. And Cecilia Brackett, she shouldn't have dug Clarissa. Listen, when you keep I, – I don't want to agree with him about Earl being done, but during that situation, I was hearing he was more hurt than what was being said. But all of this time off due to COVID, so normally – you can be a football player and suffer an injury, and if you were supposed to come back in four months, not be well. But if some major catastrophic thing happened where nobody is doing nothing for six, seven months, Earl is as healthy as he can be right now. Physically, probably mentally, spiritually, whatever way you want to think about it. So if he ain't – if Danny can if – he, if he is done, it's going to show now because he's going to be at his best shape. He's going to be best focused due to his – his uh his wreck everything is in front of him he's seeing it 
So the only way that he can't do it is if he's done. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. JT. Hey, man, um, that's what I was about to ask. All I heard was he said, like, it's a rumor he says Arrow not looking good in sparring. Yeah, that's what he said the last time. He said that, you know, he heard they cashing him out, but that's just him, man. He's not even he on the He said that back side. in March, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, be, yeah, probably before he wasn't even spawned. Okay, all right, because I'm about to say what room? Well, I won't hear this room because um, I heard something else totally different. But, I mean, that's he said, she said. But I agree with Stonebone, man. You know, and I just feel like, fuck, if you go flying out of car like that, lose your, lose your life by the face, lose your life, what else What else could come at you worse? So, I mean, like, I think that's just going to make him mentally more stronger. Um, you know, look, he's looking like he in tip-top shape. We just going to see when um when the fight happens. You know, Danny Garcia ain't no slouch. He's a good puncher. We just going to see who could take – who could take who punches and who could who go come out with the victory? It's a good fight. That's all I got on it. All right, all right. Uh, I mean, look, the question is always going to be there, you know, until we see the fight. Trey in the Bay, what up? Boomerang. Yeah, me. Boomerang. Give it, give it the stone yes, ball. We do. Stone Bone, Boomerang. What up, what up? <clears throat> yeah, and uh, like I was saying, man, it's something about the Midwest that keep producing these undisputed champions, you know, like a Terrence Crawford, a Clarissa Shields, a Alan Ashai, McCaskill, St. Louis representative, Chi-Town. She full-fledged she Midwest. Only real Gs come out of St. Louis, East St. Louis, Omaha, Chicago, places like that, even Michigan. That Midwest is strong. But I'm not buying that Earl is done. Like, listen, if if he was done, I would I feel like if Earl Earl is the type of dude that if he thought he was done, he would have just retired. He just cashed out in the best way possible by winning back to back pay per views and selling fifty thousand tickets. Why would you take a check for a couple million dollars? It's only gonna probably be what if the purses for Porter versus Earl was $2 million a piece, and the purse for Mikey was $3 million a piece. So he might going to get back in money, but on paper, it's going to be like $3 million. So is that really worth you fighting? If you think you done, Earl ain't done, man. He's going to come in here. Danny's a strong fighter. It's going to be a tough fight. He's going to outpoint Danny. He just got to stay away from the catch and shoots and the different counters that Danny's going to try to set him up with. And come on and get that. Uh, He's going to fight Keith next, and then we'll get the blood fight. So everybody relax. The dude ain't done. And I don't, I don't know nobody who's personally saying that he done. That's the only person that I heard say that. Did I hear he was injured more? Yes. Then, then with what was led on? Yes. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. I'm with, Cut I'm it. with Stonebone, man. I haven't heard anybody. He, uh, Rick, Rick gonna be a fortune teller if he get that one right. Mystic Rick. Yeah, <laughs> Mystic Rick. Yo, not to be confused with Mystic Zach. Yo, nice. I pick. I pick wins. Nest GTO, <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. That is the last caller. Catch us on the next one, 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight on uh, Untitled, right here on patreon.com forward slash the boxing voice. If you want to hear that unfiltered talky talk, stupendous. 
Catch me on IG, Alex underscore Doomsday underscore L-A-I-N-E-Z. Same handle on uh, TikTok. Not that I've been there lately, but <laughs> Twitter, Alex Linus TBV. Uh, yeah, guys, just remember, hit that notification bell. <coughs> Excuse me. If you don't know what Untitled is, it is tonight at 7 p.m. It's one of uh, our most watched, most downloaded. I mean, that's could go on about... Uh, all the good that that show has uh, as far as attention because, you know, it's a time where we talk about, you know, touchy subjects, crazy subjects, cool subjects. You get to know us a little uh, uh, more in depth. You know, we let you guys in into our personal life a little bit, I like to say. Um, and I'm choking on a, a garlic bread. Sorry, Mario. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> at Mario Mugia on Twitter. At Mario Mugia on Instagram. Peace. Congrats, Jessica. Yeah, so we see you guys tonight, man. Untitled. Peace. Peace. Don't forget, Beating the Odds with TBV is back. Friday, you must be a $15 patron, but believe me, you're going to make that 10 times over per month. Peace. Stupendous.